0: All right, do you want to start first or I'll start first? It doesn't matter. All right. Welcome everybody to the Ville House Podcast. I'm your host, Cruz Robbie Villanueva, alongside my beautiful co-host, Holly Nicole Villanueva. What's up, babes? Hi. Hi. All right. So, how are you doing?
1: Well, you know, (laughs) why are you being weird?
0: i just i'm trying to get uh situated here so you ready to do this yep all right as ready as i'm gonna be uh we're going we're about to go through uh, some questions and these are always like they use these usually tend to be my favorite because it gets us thinking outside the box i know that's such a lame ass term but
1: uh it just makes you think about things that makes you speak your thoughts yeah, because I think people think about these things a lot, but never like have a conversation about it. It's always a like the question gets posed, they will think about it, or something will happen, they'll think about their answer to it, but it never really gets answered aloud. I guess I don't yeah. know where I'm going with that.
0: I I know exactly what you mean.
1: Um, You're gonna go first, or am I gonna go first?
0: Uh, ladies first.
1: All right, I'm going to ask the one just because I think it's interesting. I think you know which one I'm going to ask.
0: Hold on, are we both answering this? or like? Yeah, we'll both answer okay. You'll answer
1: it first, but then I'll answer it. And then when you ask your questions, I'll answer it first and then you. Okay. All right, so the first question, if someone handed you an envelope with your death date inside, would you open it? No. No? Why?
0: Uh... How, it would suck to know exactly when you're going to die, especially if it's like, hey, that's it can happen next year or a couple of months or even if it's like way down the road. But then you still think it's like, what if it's not? What if it's incorrect? Somebody made a miscalculation. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. The only positive that would come from that is if it's like it tells you, hey, you're going to live until you're 100. Yeah. Yeah, but then you you while out, and I I don't know. I just, I I don't want to know.
1: No. Uh, I don't think I would want to open it, but I don't think I would be able to not open it. That makes sense. I would
0: burn that shit.
1: Yeah. I feel like it would just be like a little kid who gets like a $20 bill, and it just like makes them internally go crazy until they can spend it. Um, I think if somebody handed it to me, I would be like, I absolutely don't want to know this, but I would always think about it. Like somebody knows.
0: If you kept it, I I think eventually you would look at it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I guess if you just destroyed it right away. Yeah. I don't think I would want to know, but just me being me, I probably would open the envelope. Envelope. Envelope.
0: Envelope. Envelope. Hmm. Alright. Okay. What do you wish you had known ten years ago?
1: Oh my. Um I don't know. I wish I would have known a lot of things ten years ago. Yeah.
0: Hindsight's um, twenty twenty. Hmm. I'll say mine. Okay. Uh, being smarter with money. Yeah. A whole lot smarter with money. <clears throat> like I wish I knew back then Uh, what I knew now about money. Because uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I just
1: think I think you can never know enough about finances. Um, Like I think we're in a good spot now where we know how to like use money and save money and things like that. Um, But had we known what we know now, 10 years ago, life would have been very different. And should we know what we're going to know in 10 years today? You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's ever something you can like have a finality of. Um, But I don't know. Like that's, I guess mine would just be that um, like 10 years ago, we were like barely getting married. Um, Dang, I guess we had just gotten married 10 years ago. We're still new into marriage. I just wish I would have known like all the small things that I made a big deal about 10 years ago, like they weren't the important things in life, you know? like the things that I thought were important that I stressed myself out over for no reason. Like those things seemed important at the time, but in the grand scheme of things, it was just like unnecessary stress.
0: Yeah. That kind of ties into like my money thing because back then I was more, uh, self-conscious about like clothes and appearance and stuff. And now I really, I, I could almost care less on all that shit. So, no money really goes into any of that. Yeah. Yeah, but then there's all the stuff, all the other stuff like saving money and investing and and all that other crap that uh, I I guess like I had an idea, I just never put a, any of it into practice.
1: Yeah. I mean, like you said, hindsight's twenty twenty. But like, what if somebody came up and was like, you know, the entire time you lived in Vegas, you spent this amount of money going out? Oh, I'd probably be sick.
0: Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I I know I would be, and I kind of have an idea because, uh. Yeah, I moved to Vegas in January of 2010. I had just gotten back from a deployment in September of 2009, so, and I, I saved all my money from my deployment, um, so I had like a huge savings, <laughs> and it all went to shit like when the first six months of being in vegas yeah and that was just from going out and having a good time and
1: yeah and y'all and you did you had like a lot of just like nice clothes and yes watches and sunglasses and all the things
0: yeah all the all the shit that i wish i wouldn't have had bought back then and i would have put my money somewhere else yeah my money somewhere else
1: and again it's hindsight right like you wish you would have known these things but we were just at different places in life then yeah. So, had we known the things we know now, like the lifestyles we had then were so different than what we have now. So, even if we knew everything we knew now 10 years ago, I don't think much would have changed. Hmm. <laughs> Just based on the life that we lived there, I guess, um, at that point in our life. we son. Um, because... Like in 10 years, we've matured. We've grown into completely different people than we were 10 years ago. And I just like the knowledge would have been there, but I don't think we would have like changed much. Yeah. I don't know. Holly's opinion.
0: That makes sense. All right.
1: Let me go back to my questions to find another one. Um, Let's see here. Come on now. I know. Um, What are the top three things on your bucket list? Three things
0: money 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 that's not a
1: bucket list <laughs> but yes it costs money 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 to do things on your bucket list
0: uh bucket list let's see there are a lot of things i want to do top three things i am not entirely sure no uh no because it's like uh well,
1: let's just say what are three things on your bucket list not wanna, necessarily your top three I, I don't know what my top three i are do want
0: to travel the world a little bit more like see different areas uh like where but i want to do it when the kids are older yeah like i'm just I'm, i don't want to take unnecessary risks and i feel like every time we travel it's it's t- taking a risk and like one of my biggest fears is, is leaving the kids behind yeah aka like dying and leaving them behind yeah <laughs> um but or and that plays into like skydiving Skiing, a lot of the shit that I want to experience. Um, I just, I yeah, tend to shy away sense. from it <sighs> until the kids get a little bit older. Uh, let's see.
1: But that doesn't take them off your bucket list.
0: It just means you want to do your bucket list later.
1: Yeah. So, three things
0: on your bucket list I want to skydive for sure, I want to bungee jump for sure. And, oh. I wanna hunt. Like
1: actually like just a deer?
0: Yeah. Yeah, anything. For some people that's like just another day. For me that's uh I, I've never hunted before, don't know much about it, so it would be an experience. And it I don't think it'd be something like I'd be doing all the time. Often. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hmm. That's interesting.
0: So I have to put more thought into it.
1: Yeah. There's a bunch of stuff on my bucket list. Um, Like I want to do, I don't want to hunt. I've done that. Um, But I do want to bungee jump and skydive. But I would say if I had to pick three off mine, like I want to travel all 50 States. Like I want to see every part of the country. Um, I want to, let's see. I don't know. There's a lot, like I want to go scuba diving. (laughs) That's a big one for me that I know like you
0: don't want to do. Yeah. I want no Um, part of scuba diving. Like
1: the same thing with you, you know, like on your bucket list was run a marathon. You check that off. I, that's not, I want no part of running a marathon. So yeah, I would say go scuba diving, visit all 50 States. And I would like to stay in like a villa in Florence, just like, a bed and breakfast type thing where you just wake up and like go through the vineyards and drink good wine, Mm -hmm. hang out. Like, um, yeah, I would like to do those things.
0: Yeah. That'd be an awesome experience.
1: And a lot of the things, um, like I've wanted to do them for a really long time, but it's almost at this point like, they would be good experiences, but then I'll weigh it against, like, the same things you're talking about, like, responsibility and money and, like, a, are those three days in time worth the risk you take, the price you're paying, all these things, just to have, like, that small experience? And so, I'm kind of like you where I would want to do it later
0: in life. But, yeah. All right. My turn? Mm-hmm. All right. What's your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? Mm.
1: Biggest failure and Pressure's what did you learn from it? Dang, you're pulling out like deep questions. Ah, I guess
0: those two are a little bit.
1: Um, biggest failure. You're
0: leaving um, all this dead air.
1: I don't know. Yeah, because these are ones that you have to put thought into. I'm asking Uh, you easy ones like, what three things do you want to do? And you're like, what's the biggest failure of your life? (laughs)
0: Um, At least, yeah, or one of them. I'll say mine was, so go the easy route, like with with my career in the Air Force. Um, Well, this past week was a huge one, not not a huge failure, but like a huge win uh, since I found out getting promoted.
1: Yeah. Whoop which whoop. is
0: fucking awesome. But that yeah. was, uh, that ties into my biggest failure was uh, when I hit E5, I kind of assumed with, because of the work that I was doing and and all that, that I would automatically get pr- promoted without having to put the effort into, like, I guess the admin side yeah. of getting promoted. Because there's, the job that you do there's also the work outside of the job that you do and then there's the admin piece and that's like writing the reports and and all that other shit that ties into you getting promoted and then there's a testing piece as well um but with the testing piece i was like uh, you know as long as i pass the test yeah. or um like the rest will take care of itself and i'll get promoted especially because of the the job that i was doing so i took that was a fail on my part on not taking control of all of that and pretty much sitting back. My promotion, years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, years. But, um, I guess like within the past five years, it's kind of lit a fire under my ass, and I started doing all of them together, so I could get promoted, and it's paid off so far. Yes. Yeah. It has.
1: So, yeah where did you go? Senior NCO?
0: Yeah. That was a
1: rhyme. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't really have something that just like super like this is the biggest failure. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know how to answer that question.
0: That's all right. We'll go to the next one.
1: Yeah, ask a different one.
0: All right. It's on you or it's on me?
1: You can ask another one since I didn't answer because I don't know. Okay. I need to put thought into that one. Uh, here's I'll try to answer before the podcast is over.
0: What are the best resources that have helped you? And that can be in oh, life, in work. Best
1: in resources that have helped me? Definitely people. Um, so people think of resources and they're like books or whatever. Um, just so to like not make this weird. Um, I'm just an auditory learner. So I learn more by listening to people talk. Um, And that's not necessarily like being read to um, in a PowerPoint situation, but just people talking to me about like how something is done or whatever the case is But I have found, like, going to people and having conversations and using their knowledge to enhance my knowledge. Now, granted, I am a planner to the the end, right? So no matter what people tell me, I'm still going to go on my own and do my own research. But using people as resources to at least point me in the right direction has definitely changed so many things in life educationally professionally personally relationship wise um I think that's the biggest thing for me,
0: yeah yep yeah it's always good to go uh seek advice from people that have experience in whatever it is that you're trying to learn or have achieved what you're trying to achieve uh resources for me, books and podcasts um, books came first, and when i finally figured out that like hey you can read a book uh to help you get better at something or help you get smarter at something and it wasn't just like required reading like it usually was when you're going to school and when you're growing up or and whatnot um it was like striking gold yeah uh and then uh podcast along with audiobooks which is just different type of reading but uh so books and then podcasts when I discovered podcasts it was like this entire new world just opened up to me it was fucking awesome Uh,
1: yeah um the same thing like but different with money like I would like to go back through and just be able to see like how many hours of podcasts you've listened to I bet it's crazy
0: oh yeah there's oh man um that was one of the things, like uh, when we were working in Vegas. What?
1: Stop poking your nails.
0: Oh, um, when we were working in Vegas, missed out on so many hours of driving that I could yes. have been listening to books and podcasts. I was thinking about that he the other day. to jam sessions. Yeah, because we had like an hour drive each, each way. way, so that's two hours that I could have got in so many books and podcasts.
1: Yeah, that's a. I oh, man, those drives sucked. Yeah. I've been asleep listening to books and podcasts. <laughs> uh, all
0: right. No, Do you it's got my the time. next
1: one? Yep. So what book has had the biggest influence on your life?
0: Oh. Uh, so there's a bunch of them. If I can narrow it down to one, uh, it would be... I will go with The Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah. Uh, For two reasons. So the book itself is entertaining. And if you like, if you do like a deep dive into it, there's a lot of lessons that can be taken away from Mm -hmm. it, right? Like perseverance and and all that shit. Um, The other thing was like it ignited a love for reading, because uh that's kind of like when i discovered books and like hey they have a lot more to offer other than like hey you have to read this for school or or required reading so when i when that one was recommended to me and and i read it uh just out of like feeling guilty it's like okay you lend me your book i guess i'll, I'll read it and once i started reading it, i couldn't put it down um but it was like man, I just want to read more books and more books and more books. Like how many books have I missed out on that are like this? Just because
1: the book is so long. Like it is a great book. Like, don't get me wrong. It's a really good book, but it is so long. (laughs) (laughs) It is. So it's like a
0: thousand pages or something like that.
1: Yeah. And it's not like big font. It's little font. Yeah. And it's not like a small book either. It's like a a regular size book with tiny font and a million pages. Um, yeah. So I don't think there's a singular book that really has influenced my life. And I think that's simply based on the fact that I don't read. Um, I typically don't read books other than for entertainment purposes. Um, but there have been, like, um, again, like, I don't have a singular book, I don't think. I think in my adult life, um, the book that really got me back into reading was The Road. <laughs> um, that book was so <laughs> Uh I really liked the book. There was a lot of people who didn't like the book, but I was... 18, like I had been out of high school. Uh, Okay. And so now that I've been thinking, I'll go back into like what my greatest failure was. Um, I think my greatest failure, and I'll get back to the book. So like, don't think I'm just going off on tangent. I think my greatest failure was um, just not taking life, not taking my teenage years serious. So that when I became an adult, and went on my own. I didn't know how to life. Um, and granted that like happens to a lot of people. It's not like some crazy thing. But um, like many of you who probably listen to this podcast and have only known me as an adult. Um, I won't say my life was sheltered. But I was just not allowed to do a lot while I was growing up. Like I couldn't go out with my friends. I couldn't stay the night with my friends. um, there was a lot of times where I couldn't go to like football games and stuff. And it was just my, my father was a very strict person. Like, um, I could do things, but if I did them, like I had to be with my older sister, I had to be with Shane. Um, like even though I had my own car that I put paid for gas, like I did all the things. If I want to go to my friend's house, my friend's parent had to come to the house, talk to my dad, pick me up. I was not allowed to drive my car. I had to be back home by like eight o'clock the next morning. Um, So, there was a lot, like, growing up I didn't know. So, at 17 years old, I left for the Air Force, turned 18 in basic training, and then my first duty station was Las Vegas. So, I get to Las Vegas, and I don't really know what I'm doing, so I'm kind of just following the crowd like I did in high school, you know, like, what is everybody else doing? Like, everyone's just drinking and partying and hanging out, and um, I just, because I didn't know how to like kind of find who I was as a person, I fell into this like, bad trap. But anyways, I would say until I like found my footing as a real person in life, that would be the failure. But in the process of just being a whole ass shit show at 18 years old, um, I kind of like came to the realization that's not who I wanted to be. I guess if that makes sense. Like I didn't want to be that person. And so I started, like I went to the airman's attic on Nellis and I was getting like some dishes or some stupid, like the airman's attic is pretty much like a thrift store, but it's free for people in the military. Um, and that that book was there along with some other ones like Twilight that I also got. Lame. But um, like reading The Road, I just got really into it and it kind of like, I would say put me back onto books. So I started spending a lot more time reading and not like going out and hanging out with the people that really didn't like do much for me besides I worked with them and they like filled my time. Cause I didn't know how to be my own person. Yeah. That like went way off in left field, but I answered both the questions at that point.
0: No. And that kind of, man, there's a question in here that it ties into that. Like I wish I would have spent more time reading than other stuff. Yeah. Uh okay. Is it's it my it's question? my question or your question? Um that was my question, so it's your question. Uh let's see. Oh. Is there another I deep one? Yeah, I don't know if you want to answer this one. Uh Let me see it first before you ask it. No, I'm going to ask it. And then and you can either say you want to Answer or not. Um, When in life have you felt most alone?
1: Oh, um. When in life have you felt most alone? I don't know. These, your questions leave a lot of dead air space. Um, I don't think there's one extended period where I felt, like, super alone. Um, there have just been, like, different points in my life where it was, like, a um, an aloneness feeling. Um, and just, again, like, being who I am as a person, I don't like to communicate that, like, that that's how I'm feeling. So typically I won't. Um, but... I don't know, I think, and this is just, like, getting real deep. Um, I think after Dallas was born, even though it was never diagnosed, I think I might have hit a little, a short stint of, like, postpartum depression. you were working super long hours. I had all four kids and the newborn. Um, And it was just a rough time. Like, I felt like there was a lot going on, and it was just me. So, obviously, like, we went through our struggles with all of that and came out the other side positively but um yeah i would say that was a that was a hard spot for me
0: that was a rough time <laughs> uh let's see on my end the time i felt most alone uh it was like 2008 time frame I've talked about this. I don't know if I've talked about it in the podcast, yeah. but like I, I've talked with people about it. Um, so, 2008, uh, my <laughs> my first marriage ended, and I was alone. But I was alone. I was alone, and it felt very empty because I had kids. Yeah. So that was my first experience of having to go through. Coming home with no kids. Uh, Like my ex, I fucking hated her. So that wasn't an issue. But like the kids. So I would wake up in the morning, no kids. Go to work. Uh, I didn't like my job. Um, And they were long hours, 12-hour shifts. Come home, no kids. Had to... Try to occupy my time, and this was the time when I found books as well. So that had something to do with it. Um, but yeah, I was going through all that. So, and I was just seeing the kids a couple times uh, every two weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, I felt like there there was just nobody to talk to. Like there was nobody to talk to about it. Uh, like my family, they knew what was going on, but they were at, but they weren't in San Antonio, right? So I couldn't go visit with them I couldn't go hang out with them I couldn't go uh and join in cookouts or anything right or just go hang out with them it was just hey talk to them on the phone that's about it and and you know like friends at that age they're not like friends how you had when you were younger I don't know how to explain that more it's
1: It's like you almost feel a burden trying to like tell somebody yeah. your problems. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then my best friend, he was like the one that I usually go to. And like, we have those conversations. He, he didn't live in San Antonio and you know, you just can't be on he had a family. You just can't be on the phone like for hours All the time. on right? end. Yeah. Uh, and so it just felt like there was nobody I could go to. And, um, uh, Everybody tells you, it's like, hey, you're not going through this alone. Like, you're not alone in doing this, but you are. You feel that way. Yeah. Like, you are. There's not. Nobody's holding your hand through this shit. Nobody is, like, right there with you going through this experience. There might be some people out there that are going through the same kind of shit that you are. Uh, and that's why there's, like, support groups and therapy and all that other shit. But uh, back then, like, I was I was only, like, 24 at the time. Uh, so, like, I was ignorant to all that stuff and uh and i had a different mindset about all that as well uh, which is a whole nother topic but yeah like i was going through it alone and everybody would say it's like hey if you ever need anything just call you know most of the time people are just being nice saying that shit yeah right uh so that was like a time i was just like man this like i was just fucking lonely like that there was n- nobody for me and like the only um, relief that I felt was when the kids came over that's it and then when they left it was just like alright let's take this day by day I guess Um, so like working out reading uh, just stuff to occupy my time was I don't know it was it was a struggle
1: yeah that's rough but you came all on the other side,
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh one of the things that saved save i saved me like if like if i was uh like if I was gonna hurt myself it wasn't the case, but one of the things that like pulled me through was deploying, yeah, so like at the end of that year, a deployment came down, and I volunteered, and they picked me up, and that did that like worked. All sorts of miracles for me I don't know yeah. it was it was like the perfect time everything that happened was perfect timing, which is uh, like but, it's cliche, but
1: like I feel like that happens a lot in life where it's you're it's not happening on your timeline, yeah, but like when you need to be going through these things
0: yeah it's uh instances like this that why I believe like why I have my faith. yeah <laughs> yeah and I don't think that came up in that podcast but yeah it's it's things like that uh, are the reason why I had faith and know and like I've always had faith yeah not the religion piece but the faith piece all right let's get out of that what's next
1: all right um let's see what motivates you most in life
0: uh what motivates me most in life. So cliche answer but it's true is like the family. Yeah. Right? So you and the kids and the That's motivation my too, so yeah, <laughs> just the motivation to uh provide a better life and, and like keep the family happy, right? Um the other motivation that I have is to uh to not go back to where I came from, yeah, um not to say like where I'm from is just it was horrible and shit, but it could have been better, right yeah. um, and there was some shit that we went that were that I went through as as a kid, and when I was younger, that I definitely don't want the kids to go through for sure, um so yeah, so anything. Uh, that I do, it's like with, with you guys in mind. So that's part of the motivation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's my same answer is, um, there are a lot of things and like we talked about, like the bucket list question, you know, like a lot of things that I've been curious or like I've thought about doing, but it's, it has to have an end goal of something that's going to be better for the family. It can't just be like, oh, like I want to go skydiving. So like, fuck all y'all. I'm going to jump out <laughs> of a plane tomorrow. Yeah. Um, There has to be like an end goal in mind. And so a lot of people ask me all the time, like, why do you still go to school? And I guess that's like the biggest example I can use is do I still want to be in school? Not really. But there's a couple of reasons. Like one I think it's so important to show your kids that, like, no age should break the barrier when you can stop going to school. Um, And two, like, that, that educating yourself is just important in life. So the kids motivate me to continue to do that, because I want to show them, like, the reasons why I'm doing it. But also because, like, I want us to have a life that's great, even after the military, you know, Um, and, like, you may not want to work the nine-to-five job, like, not, you may not want to, you don't want to work the nine-to-five job, Um, that's something that, I don't know, I guess, for me, it's, like, I, I just couldn't, like, I need to work a nine-to-five job, really, is where I'm getting at with that, so, um, being educated gets me to the point of, Doing something that's good for both the kids and you and myself and that I want to do. And that motivation
0: piece is always,
1: yeah, in the background the family.
0: I mean, that is if that doesn't motivate you, I don't know what will. Um my turn, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Do you have any regrets? And yes, I hate when people say, oh, I have no regrets. Bullshit. Like you have to have regrets.
1: Is this like an expound that- or is that a yes or no question? My answer is for sure. Yes.
0: Okay. Do you want to expound, expand?
1: Um. There, let's see. Yeah, for sure. I have a lot of regrets. Um, Not necessarily regrets that, there are some regrets like I would want to change and there are some regrets that I've definitely learned from. Um, If I could go back and change it, would I? Probably, but um, yeah, they're just, yes, I have regrets. Your answer to that question.
0: (laughs) Uh, I was trying to,
1: like, find ways to, like, talk about some of them. But obviously, if I regret it, it's not something I want to bring into the future.
0: I have a shitload of regrets. Uh, There's some of them that – and I think this is what you were getting to. Like, if I change it, maybe life turns out differently. That's not what I would want. So I don't know if I'd go back and and change some of them. Uh, One – one of them is what we were just talking about earlier. It's like, uh, I, where you wished you would have like just hung out by yourself more and read and all that stuff. When I was younger, pretty much like in high school and then like early years of the air force, I spent a lot of time going out. Yeah. Um, I think some of that was to get away from the loneliness that I was talking about. Also, um, but even before that, it's just like I spent a lot of time going out because I thought that was the thing to do. Yep. Like uh, like if you don't go out, then well, what are you doing with your life, right? Um, and that was before I found like reading and podcasts and personal development and all these other things that you can do. Um, you know, being smarter with, with money. Uh, it just, it didn't click for me back then. So going out was like, Thing hey, you spent money on buying nice clothes and then you went out, uh, whether it's dinner or to a bar or to a club or, or you know, to a party like that's what you did, and then you worked to do it again the following weekend.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think, um, I regret letting other people dictate like what I cared about so much. Yeah. Um, And that's kind of like what you were just saying, but it's, um, I hate the phrase, like I don't care what people think about me because I think that's 100% false for everyone. Like no matter who you are, there's somebody that you care what that person thinks about you. Um, But yeah, like when I was younger, I cared a lot about the way people like perceive me or what they thought about me. And now like as an adult, as a mom, I'm just like, okay, like, do you like think what you want? But if it comes to my attention, like this person thinks yada yada, uh, it'll still hurt my feelings. Like it'll make me think about what I'm doing. But in the end of it, like to say I don't care is false, but um, I don't care enough to change who I am as a person to appease that person anymore Yeah. Um, like yeah I still don't like that there are people who don't like me but at the same time I've come to a very um, a very clear understanding that my goals and my values don't align with everyone's and as long as I'm staying true to what I value and what my goals are um, I I care what people think but not enough to, to make those changes anymore
0: yeah, no, I agree with that. If you're changing your life around just to appease somebody or to get somebody to like you, then I I will venture to say that you're you're that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All
1: right, is it my turn? Yeah. All right. Who do you text the most aside from your spouse?
0: Uh, who do I? I don't know. I don't. For really sure, Marla. Text.
1: Like I don't even have to.
0: You text a lot. I really don't.
1: Yeah, I text Marla, like, probably more than you, if I'm being honest. Um, because, like, me and you, we'll just call each other. You're the only person I talk to on the phone besides, like, my parents. I hate talking on the phone.
0: I ha- Yeah, I don't like talking on the phone either.
1: But, like, Marla, um, if she calls me, I know there's something really important. Or if I call her, it's like, I need you to be my sounding board, you know? Like, don't let me do something stupid. Um, But I don't think there's, like, a single day where her and I don't text each other.
0: <laughs> That's crazy. You see, I don't – yeah, there's nobody – like, I'm looking through all, all my lists, and it's just, you know, there's short conversations with a bunch of people. <laughs> you know, some for work, some for uh, just random –
1: You don't have Uh, a person?
0: No. Nope. Uh, I was just texting Ortiz the other day, but I guess we used to text quite a bit back then.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, but now there's not... And I hate texting, too. Like, it just... I, I don't know. Like, I feel... It sounds bad. It's not that I don't like talking to people or catching up with people, but I just feel, uh, you know, that obligation to answer back. Yeah. Uh, I know I get
1: frustrated when you get text messages and you don't respond. (laughs) Because it's so easy to respond.
0: Yeah. So here's the thing with that. When you respond, there's this... You're opening a conversation. There's this expect Yeah, I know. That's the thing. But there's this expectation that people get, eh, and then they expect you to answer back right away. Yeah. And if you don't answer back within a minute or two, it's like, what the fuck? People start getting angry, or they start thinking like, oh, this person doesn't like me, or oh, this person's pissed, or what? what's going on? Why are they not answering, right? Yeah. And uh, there's like a label to that. It's, uh, expectation of availability or something like that and you know what i may be at work i might be doing something at the house i might be working on something or you know what i might just not want to be bothered yeah uh but that's the thing like the second that you answer a text it's like okay it's just gonna keep on coming
1: so my thought on that is and it's vastly different than yours but my thought is like if this person took the time out of their day to like think about me and want to have a conversation with me and not like dumb shit, like Marla sending me a TikTok, right? Cause there are a lot of times I don't respond to her. There's a lot of times she don't respond to me, but if it's an actual conversation, like, Hey, how are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Anything like that? Like this person consciously made an effort to think about me and spend time trying to start a conversation with me. Um, again, like totally different than you, but me personally, um, I don't feel an obligation, but I feel like maybe that person needs to talk to me about something. Yeah. And that's why they're opening this up, especially if it's somebody I haven't talked to in a while. Like um, the other day, one of my friends from back home messaged me and she was like, Hey, I just haven't talked to you in a while. I just want to say hi. I didn't necessarily want to have the conversation at the time because they always go long, but I was like, Hey, it's been a while since I talked to this person something that happened in their life made them think about me that made them stop and send this message. So uh, I, and I'm kind of like you, like I'm, if I have my phone on me, I'll fast respond. But if I'm doing something like cleaning or cooking or whatever, you're going to have some lulls in between your responses.
0: Yeah. I, I think maybe, and I'm just like diagnosing not diagnosing, but like just.
1: You're an old man.
0: Yeah. So, so that, (laughs) but also it ties into, it's like, I hate very shallow conversations. Like yeah. I get I get the work text, right? Like, hey, I just need something answered. Okay, got it. There's no expectation to, hey, how you doing, right? But, you know, when you get a text and it's just like, how you doing? You don't know how long that conversation is going to last. I, I'd rather be like, hey, let's sit down and let's talk, right? Yeah. Uh, like how we're doing now. Uh, let's say – Uh, that's not a good example, (laughs) but yeah. So like me and Eddie, my best friend, or even with Ortiz, like our conversations are sporadic. So we're kind of just like pick up where you left off. So there's no expectation. Like, But your
1: conversations are about like 90 things at once. (laughs) So they don't make sense.
0: But it's great. Right. And (laughs) it's just like, that's you just having a conversation with your friend but there's no expectation like hey you better text me back right now yeah it's just like hey i'm sending you this funny thing or like hey remember when this happened or hey did you see that fucking game and then i'll respond two days later but like oh dude that was bullshit and they'll be like oh two days later oh yeah fuck i can't believe it (laughs) um or we'll just send each other some stupid shit like hey you're a dumbass." hey okay cool yeah so that's great but Unless you're close to somebody, you won't have those ki- kind of conversations. And I, I, yeah, I don't know. There's no yeah. good way of explaining it.
1: Yeah. I, <laughs> I would like to hear Shane answer this question because he hates texting so much. Like he just doesn't. But um, But he's not a fan of talking on the phone either. He, like he would rather talk on the phone than text
0: to get yeah to like get answered so for me like
1: if I'm talking to someone in my family like um I try and I fail at this often but I try at least once a week to call both my mom and my dad um, and just have those hey how are you doing conversations right but I feel like a lot of those conversations aren't like about my life or their life it's just like a hey how are you doing how are the kids like exactly and then we go on um but I try to make an effort but typically I'll just text them because it's not like I don't want to be stuck on the phone for a long time because it's harder to get off the phone in a conversation than it is to just stop texting (laughs) right um but like when i call and talk to shane him and i can have a conversation and sometimes we talk for like five minutes and sometimes we talk for like an hour um but the conversation is flowing right it's not like a hey how are you doing what have you been up to what'd you do last week like yeah it's not like these awkward like you're just trying to think of convert like you're trying to think of fillers almost just to
0: because the call engage. feels like almost a an obligation rather yeah. opposed to like hey I just I just want to talk to you. You right. Yes. All right, next question. All right, that was mine.
1: No, it wasn't. It was mine.
0: No, that was yours.
1: Who do you text the most aside from your spouse?
0: That was mine. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> oh. I had one and I didn't get to it, but it was, who in your life was very kind to you or something like that?
1: It's a weird question.
0: Who has been the kindest to you in your life? And I had an answer to that question. That's why I wanted to ask it. I was wondering to see if you had an answer to that question.
1: The kindest. Um, I'd have to think about it. What's your answer? I'm sure you
0: know. I mean, I've had a lot of people that have been really kind to me. Uh, but the one in particular that sticks out is... Uh, So my aunt and uncle, Debbie and Chewy. So I don't know if they listen to the podcast, but if you're listening... That's you too. Um, so when I was little, I want to say I was like, so it was when right around the time Jemima was born. So I must have been like nine, yeah, like eight, nine, ten, that age range for a couple of years. I spent a lot of time with them, uh, and they took me everywhere and did everything with me for just to be nice right i was some annoying little kid and for whatever reason like i latched on to them and they just they, carried you along yeah they they were like more than happy to to bring me along and they like showed me so many things and we just did shit they played video games with me we watched movies uh they would take me to places where they would go yeah. keep in mind they were really young so they were uh in high school still. They were like seniors in high school and then they graduated and we were still hanging out. But, uh, so like they even took me to school with them. So, where we grew up, there were, vacation time was done weird for different school districts. Yeah. Uh, So like one school would be on vacation and then another school would still be going through school. So you have your Mm -hmm. traditional like summer vacation, uh, holiday break and whatnot. Well, some schools you had summer vacation for a month then you went back to school it's like year
1: round school vice like the traditional school yeah
0: it was it was strange so I would be off but they would take me to school with them okay. uh, sometimes okay. and I, I don't know but they were always like really nice about it and they did things for me when no nobody else really wanted to right and okay. if like uh, uh, like if I wanted to like Monica would always throw a fit when she would I asked if I could go with her because, you know, she was older, right? And she wanted to go hang out with her friends, you know, just like any older sibling would do. Um, but with my aunt and my uncle, they were just like, yeah, come on, let's go. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. And like for everything, they never said no. And they always hung out with me and, you know, took their time. They could have been doing a whole lot of other shit and doing their own thing. So are they married or brother and sister? No, no, no. They're they're married. Okay. So, at the time, they were just... Dating. Dating. Yeah. Right, but they had been together forever. forever. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so... I'm gonna have, like, kind of a cliche answer, I guess, or, like, um whatever, but... I would say, like, going through life, I've had a lot of, like, kind instances, you know, where people were just, like, kind to me, but the person who sticks out the most is actually your dad. Um, And I say that because so when we first got married and granted like we're gonna be married 10 years in like another month (laughs) when will it stop I'm just kidding (laughs) so 10 years is a long time and I'm only 31 so it's like a third of my life like we've spent together right um but when we first got married I just I was extremely uncomfortable around your family I felt like I wasn't welcome I don't know we've like been through all this as a couple, so like I can talk about this. It's not like weird. But we had a lot of animosity that filtered its way into our marriage. But I never ever felt that way around your dad. He was always extremely nice to me, welcoming. Um especially when we got married and Braylon was still really young. So we went back and I won't even say we went back and forth, but there was a lot of times where it was almost like who was this random lady with this little baby that is into our family you know so um so I guess Braylon was what like one the first time she met them mm-hmm. yeah um and there's never been a time in like the 10 years of marriage where your dad hasn't been kind to me I mean that's not to say there's other people in your family who haven't also been kind to me, but there's always been like at least one point that I can pinpoint where I was like, "Oh, I didn't like that." Yeah, <laughs> but never with your dad.
0: Yeah, he's just a kind person overall. He but. is. But yeah, that's my dad, old pops,
1: Papadillo. All right. What's
0: What's your next one?
1: Do you want this to be the last one, or you have one more?
0: Uh. I have two the, more questions I'd like to hear the answer to. Okay, Bye. let's do your two and then if
1: okay. Alright, well do the this one. Okay, well I'll just do them in order. What's your favorite guilty pleasure T V show?
0: Oh, <laughs> this one, uh Teen Mom Two. <laughs> I haven't seen it in a long time. You
1: were so into it. But
0: I still go back and I I Google like news for Teen Mom Two. <laughs>
1: you want to know what happened to janelle
0: Yeah, oh, that bitch yeah <laughs> god she's uh
1: i'll follow them on instagram so i don't have to like search them up <laughs> but that's funny that that's yours
0: oh my gosh yeah uh team mom too and i you know it's not like i saw the previous to that show i was like i need to watch this show and then you kept just up with it by proxy because of you <laughs> you were into it and i was like okay like this is year one of our marriage, so I guess I'm watching what you're watching. (laughs) And uh And now it's the exact opposite. I was hooked. I just fucking loved it. And then I stopped watching it because we got rid of cable and we like made the switch just to Netflix and stuff. And uh, it's
1: funny. I thought for sure you're gonna pick Grace Anatomy.
0: Oh uh, uh, no! Because I, I don't see that as a guilty pleasure. I just think now it's like kind of gone off the rails. But before it was a good show, right? It's <laughs> just that's uh, everybody watches Grey's Anatomy, but Team Mom—that's <laughs> like a guilty pleasure. It kind of goes along with uh, what's that? That country show? That, that's
1: the one that I was gonna say. Uh, Party down south. Uh,
0: Party down south. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I loved it so much. I can't get enough.
0: They're cringeworthy shows. They're like, oh my God, I can't believe people do this shit.
1: But, um, you know, Party Down South is one that I was just like so hooked. Like, it just hooked me in. I never got into like the, um, like Jer- the Real Jer- Housewives. Oh, yeah. Or... um like, The Real Housewives, The the Bachelor, The Bachelorette. Like, oh, I never yeah. got into those. But um, Party Down South, for sure, was one. I mean, I watched Team. It wasn't a guilty pleasure. I loved that show. <laughs> um, but you know, I would say my real guilty pleasure is just watching game shows like mm. an old lady. Oh, yeah. I could sit and watch game
0: shows all day long. Family Feud is, is like, good.
1: When we had cable, I would watch the Game Show Network all day long. Like, I knew all the shows the kids do. I
0: I hated some of those shows. Uh,
1: But I, like, I enjoy them. I just, I don't know why. But, yeah. (laughs) Teen mom, too, huh? All right. This will lead us into our second one. What was your worst foot-in-the-mouth moment?
0: Uh. Uh. I don't know. Um. I can't think of, I, I can't think of one for me off the top of my head and I I'm going to put Eddie on the spot here cuz <laughs> he had one that was so fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh and we were I think we were in high school at the time and uh we were <laughs> we were playing this this drinking game and it, there was a bunch of us and it's the it's the game where you can't you have to answer the question with, with a, a question, question. All right, so it was going, it was going around, it was going around. And it gets to me, and then I ask Eddie the question, and he goes, "Yes, I'm sorry, I, can't get, I I tell, I can't remember what I asked him, and then he goes, "I love your mom." <laughs> he said, "I love your mom,"
1: and you didn't know what to say. You're like, "What the fuck?"
0: <laughs> like. First of all, that wasn't the question, and then you're supposed to answer the question with a question.
1: I would be like, you just need to stop drinking for the whole time. <laughs> uh, it
0: was one of the funniest moments ever, and uh, yeah, but for me, I don't know. I've said a lot of stupid shit in my lifetime, and I don't think that's going to stop anytime soon, but...
1: Put-in-mouth moments, yeah, I don't... I mean, I'm the same. I've said a lot of like real dumb things. Um, Yeah, I don't know if I could. (laughs) I mean, I've had the like, I just remember one time I was at the doctor's office with Elena, who is our middle daughter. Um, And I talked to the doctor for like five minutes about Dallas and she wasn't even there. It was Elena. She was sitting there. Oh. And I was just telling the doctor, like, all this stuff. I'm like, her birthday's in March, blah, blah, blah. I'm telling her, like, um, she's been doing good. She's all caught up on her shots. And they were like, is this Dallas? And I was like, "Um, I was like, just don't mind me yeah, over here. Yeah, Clearly, sir, I'm sleep deprived. No <laughs> uh, yeah. Elena was just looking at me like, what the hell is going on with this crazy woman? <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, man. All right. Do you have a last one?
0: Uh, No, no really good ones.
1: Oh, you got to end this on a good one. If not, I'll find a good one.
0: Yeah, there's not really one that I can. Uh, uh, All right.
1: Here, I'll ask this one because this is a fun one. All right. If you won the lottery tomorrow, what would be your first big splurge? A grill. <laughs> I hate it every time we talk about this. <laughs> Why do you want a grill? It's so ridiculous.
0: It's just it's it's one of those things that you know you wanted so bad when you were younger. It's like nostalgic. Yes. And now that it just signifies like I've made it.
1: Having uh, a grill?
0: Yeah. Uh, hold on. Yeah. Yeah, having a grill. There's there's a few things. Right? It's like when when old men uh they you know they're getting to retire and they buy like their favorite car from when they were young, one they either had it when they were young or that's like the car they always wanted, right Yeah but that's functional it do- it doesn't matter it doesn't have to be functional <laughs> it does not <laughs> have you're to-
1: you're comparing diamonded teeth to a a car yes okay.
0: All right. I'm just gonna let you roll. it. This is your splurge. yeah a grill. That's that was like, man, because you know I was rapping at the time. That was a cool thing, and you know like all the people that were making it out of Texas had grills, and it was just like it was badass. And <laughs> now it's not like I think it's badass. It's just you want the grill, yeah. The same thing for the Jordans. Like that would be my next purchase, the Space Jam Jordans. Yeah, I mean they're cool shoes i probably wouldn't wear them everywhere or nothing but it's just like yeah
1: i have the space jam jordans
0: yep those would be my two purchases
1: just your first your first big purchase Mm -hmm.
0: then i probably like do all the responsible shit and you know like pay off the house and get rid of all the debt and Hire some lawyers.
1: Oh yeah, I'd hire an a, attorney. First things first, before yeah. I even like got the winnings. Um, but my first big purchase, um, I'd probably just get it all blacked out, kind of like Escalade. Just all of the bells and whistles. See. Functional. Functional.
0: <laughs> just 'cause it's a vehicle.
1: Yes. But I don't know. There's like there's a lot of things I would want to purchase. Um but I'm also one of those people who like if I won the lottery, I wouldn't want to go buy like a 5 million dollar house. Like I don't see the purpose of those houses other than like saying you have 20 bedrooms. It's a
0: status thing.
1: Yeah, but I don't want that status like because you know what that status means? I'm not going to see my entire house every day. I know. Like I, I want to be able to see the things in, I want my house to be a home. I don't want it to be a mausoleum.
0: Yeah. I don't yeah, I don't want a big house like that. Uh yeah, cuz I think that's all it is it is just a status thing.
1: Yeah. Maybe if I make senior master sergeant, I'll just get a Escalade.
0: An Escalade. Somebody was telling me that they were like if I ever made senior NCO, I said I would buy this car. As a treat to myself.
1: I don't know if a car is a treat. Because they're thousands and thousands of dollars. But. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Because even just like. And granted like our cars aren't just like regular basic ass cars. They're nice cars. But. They're also not top of the line. You know. Like. There's a lot more things that could have went into our vehicles, and they were still relatively super expensive.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So, cars are just bananas now. Almost more expensive than some houses. But, yeah. So, you would get a grill. I'd get an Escalade. Bam. So, if any of y'all are balling and want to get us gifts, he wants a grill. I want to Escalade.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. No. If you ever want to get me gifts, really, that... The perfect gift to give me is just like a book that you would recommend.
1: You have gotten a lot of book recommendations in the past
0: few weeks. I know. And I, those books are in my queue.
1: You have a lot of books in your queue. Uh,
0: are I they do. top of your queue? Yeah, That one
1: book is like 800 pages long.
0: Yes, it is. It's But it's supposed to be amazing. Is it like a oh, book? Well, time to end Or it is there. it? A good book. uh, it's supposed to be a good book.
1: Like, is it? What I'm saying is, it like one of your books or like a book that I would read.
0: It's probably neither. Oh, okay. Uh, well, yeah. What book is it? Let's just throw it out there. The Fountainhead. The Fountainhead. The Fountainhead. And it's about. Uh, it's, uh, I don't. It's a workout. Book. It's about going against, uh, conformity. Mm, I don't like that. Stepping outside. And, like, questioning everything. Um, the guy that recommended it to me said it helped him with his creativity. What's the thinking outside the box type yeah. deal? Yeah. So, so we'll see how that works out. But, yes, All the right. Fountainhead. And then the other one was the Happiness Project.
1: I don't know. It's up there on It's the bar. up
0: there, yeah. So those are two that are top of my queue. Nice. That I will be reading next.
1: Nice, nice.
0: All right. We're wrapping it up there. Thank you all for listening. Um, don't forget to hit us up on the website, villhousepodcast.com. Sign up for the newsletter. You'll get notice, notifications whenever... We put out a new blog or new episodes and whatnot. Subscribe to the podcast wherever it is that you're listening to it on Apple or Spotify. And hook us up with some likes and some reviews. Helps our podcast get out there and get a little bit more recognition and continue to grow. So, uh, yeah, hook us up with that, babes. Peace out, Cub Scouts. Peace out, Cub Scouts. We will see y'all next week. Later. Bye.